friends, and welcome to this special episode of the Friendship Circle. We call these mini pods. In this mini pod, we are going to talk about Black History Month. This is the last day of Black History Month, and we thought it would be a good time to reflect on not only Black History Month itself, but what GSNI as an organization does to support our Black communities. We have two guests today, Emma, who's been on the show before, and Chastity, who will introduce herself in just a moment, but she works closely with the Black community here in Rockford to help Girl Scouts get initiated. And we have some fun things added as well, so be sure to listen to the whole episode. So let's get started. Hi, my name is Chastity, and I am in the Community Outreach Department with the focus reaching the Black community, which involves Black girls and Black women. Um, primarily, I focus on the Rockford area, but I look forward to um, hitting other areas as we grow. Hi, I'm Emma Eschenfeld. I'm the Director of Community Programs. So I work with Chastity with all of her fantastic work in Rockford. Um, and our team overall really is focused on trying to better reach uh, and work with girls and families who've been historically underserved by Girl Scouts. So um, that includes Chastity's work, our Hispanic engagement team, um, and also some grant-funded programs uh, working with low-income families as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today on our Friendship Circle podcast. And we're doing a mini podcast today, similar to what we did for Hispanic Engagement Month that we had last year. And for Black History Month, we thought it would be a great time to check in and talk about what we're doing here at GSNI to uplift Black women and the Black communities. And I thought, uh, Chastity, maybe you could tell us more about what the types of things you have going on in, as you said, throughout our Northern Illinois Council area. Uh, but you're focused mostly on Rockford right now. And if you could kind of give me an idea of, you know, what, what you have done and what you're looking to do in the future. I've marketed GSNI, the value behind the girls, predominantly in the Black community, joining Girl Scouts and how that is not only a benefit to the girls, but a benefit, benefit to their mothers and guardians. Um, one of the things most certainly I've done in the after-school program and community outreach centers is definitely set up troops where we have staff-led outreach troops, and they are predominantly um, ran by Black facilitators, um, and our audience tends to be minorities. And so the girls have an opportunity to see women that look like them and kind of understand where they've been and where they are going. And so we try to instill in our girls pride, self-worth, and definitely understanding of their skin, hair, nails, hair, all that good stuff, as well as ensuring that we have the Girl Scouts values and morals, you know, in everything that we do. And it goes hand in hand. As far as marketing with the community outreach, one of the things we've started is Black Women Taking the Lead, where we've had a seven-week series of Black women, and we've had several topics ranging from civic engagement, um, education, career and development, hair, skin, and nail care, and, you know, covering the topic of the angry Black woman and how do we combat that, our communication skills. Within our seven-week course, we were able to market and kind of network with principals in the area, other community members in the area where we have now opened troops in other schools, in other areas, and things of that nature. So 
that is what I have been working on. Great. Can you talk to me more about how receptive people have been to the program in the community and, and, and girls themselves, how in particular black girls, what was their perception of Girl Scouts maybe prior to joining and then after they joined? Do you think it, it was typical or they didn't know anything about it or they felt like it was specific to certain categories of people or can you talk mm -hmm. more about that? Absolutely. I would say when we first, and this has been about eight years ago when we first started community outreach, they were thrilled and very excited because they did not think Girl Scouts was for them. And so when we first began and we, you know, started in the schools and in particular in some of the community centers, um, we were able to introduce ourselves to the parents because they would pick, you know, the girls up. So from there, we were able to engage in communications with parents and, hey, this is Girl Scouts and, you you know, the promise and the, the benefits. And, and, you know, we honestly just communicated all the values behind Girl Scouts and opened the doors so that it wasn't the stereotype that it was only for certain zip codes, you know, only for certain girls that, you know, primarily were white. And we were able to embody some of the, you know, areas of concern that mothers, grandmothers, aunts had and their, you know, children, maybe, you know, for example, going to a predominantly white school and not seeing adults that look like them or other children that look like them. We were able to, you know, communicate and, and understand where those mothers and community members were coming from and implement that in Girl Scouts. And so, you know, we gave it a spin and a twist where we were able to come up with programming that not only supported Girl Scouts, but honestly gave the girls a sense of pride in who they were and how they looked. Um, and that not only was with the parents, that was with the principals. For instance, we had principals that, you know, we really want Girl Scouts in our school, but we want facilitators that look like our girls. We want facilitators that are Black. And so we've had those open-ended conversations where we've been able to open those doors and have those un uncomfortable conversations so that we can introduce DEI initiatives and really open the door for inclusivity. And so that very, very open, very, very excited. One of the, I remember years when we first began, uh, the girls were super excited to sell cookies. So when we introduced selling cookies, they were super, super excited. Another concept they were super excited were uniforms. So we started one of the activities where we made a Girl Scout t-shirt and every Tuesday or every Wednesday they would wear their uniform and they were super, super excited. So those are some of the milestones that I can recognize for sure that the girls were very open, um, but it, it was definitely some barriers and, and breakdowns that we had to definitely communicate in the Black community that Girl Scouts is for you. Um, it took a lot of communication and honestly, it took a lot of trust. And the trust came with the facilitators that worked in, in, the, um, in our organization. Oh, that's fantastic. So Emma, I, I hear a lot of similarities between Chastity's kind of path to her organization of her group that the Latinos take the lead uh, organization or project. Uh, I, I hear that a lot of similarities and it's so important for young girls to see people who look like them and, and talk like them and to, to help them feel comfortable moving into these groups. 
have you have you can you comment on on those similarities and if there were other ethnic groups or cultural groups that you've noticed this in as well? Yeah, I think yeah, I mean it's been really interesting getting to watch these teams work and I think a lot of times start from a very a, a similar starting place of knowing that we have a lot of work to do to to bridge a gap with a community and work that we maybe haven't done consistently in the past, but watching watching that work evolve in, and go in different directions. Um, so starting from a similar place with that concept of like Latinas taking the lead that, hey, if we really want to build trust and, and really start to um, really build our program and relationships in this community that we have to be able to build that relationships with the that relationship with the adults and show them that value in our program for them as well. Um, but then watching Chastity and her team take that starting place in Rockford and really just customize it and really truly make it the right fit for the Black community in Rockford and knowing that, and, and Chastity, I know you've spoken a lot about this, that a topic that worked really well in the Latina community in Aurora or in Elgin isn't going to be quite the same thing that is the fit for the community in, in Rockford and making sure that we have those kind of those local experts who are able to identify and really make that work for us. Um, so it's been really it's been I, it's been really great to kind of watch that work happen, even we're starting from some common places or knowing that there are some similar gaps, but the work that has to be done to bridge those gaps is going to look a little bit different in each community. Yeah, that's that's really fascinating and such a great idea to kind of identify those areas that, and it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Um, that the girls are going to be more comfortable with what they know, especially the younger girls, and you know, building building them up from that point on is really valuable. Like instilling them them the self confidence, like you mentioned, chastity to be able to move through Girl Scouts and connect with lots of other girls. I think it's a wonderful, a wonderful initiative. Um, can you tell me, Chastity, so I love the idea of how proud they were of their uniforms. Can you tell me more about the kind of uh, activities that they have done that are maybe unique to your or, or your program and a little bit set apart from some of the other things that we typically do? Absolutely. So one of the things we've done is Becoming Me which is the Michelle Obama um, programming, which the girls really liked. I think in the beginning, quite honestly, we had noticed as facilitators, um, even something as simple as coloring sheets. Um, when we had crayons, we really didn't have crayons that really could represent skin complexions of girls of brown and black. And so one of the things we specifically did, and I just want to give Stephanie credit, we were able to buy skin tone crayons and so when girls draw their mother or draw their grandmother or best friends, they actually look like them. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, that and it, it seems like, well, I would never think. But if when you get the eight pack of crayons, you know, you you're caught between yellow and brown. But when you're in between, what do you have in that color to represent you? Um, and so some those are some of the little things that we as facilitators kind of noticed and embraced in our girls. Another activity that we did to embrace our girls, we've done sewing and, you know, going back to Africa and, you know, even some of our roots um, in Native Americans, we tied, you know, subject matter in that. What does it mean to why did Native Americans sew? What did it look like? Their clothing, authenticity. Um, those are some of the activities that we've done as well. Black History Month is is phenomenal. And so we would choose someone, and, and it wasn't just the typical Harriet Tubman, 
but we would go back and, you know, talk about tap dancing and Gregory Hines and Harlem and the rent, you know, th those are areas, you know, when our girls love to dance. Why, why do you have that rhythm? What does it remind you of? Does it remind you of the drums from Africa? Where do you get that from naturally? So those are some of the things that we have been able to polish and, and make it our own in our programming and celebrate it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, I mean, uh, also celebrating their part in American history, right? right. Uh, their, their path. You, it, it is really important because they've become so second nature to so many of us, but to know that they were initiated by their ancestors is really powerful for, for, uh, for these girls, I would think. It is very, very powerful. And we've done crowns. And, you know, what does a crown represent? And where did it initiate? And did you know there were kings and queens in Africa? And this is in your bloodline. This is from years ago. And so we go back when we make those crowns and just let the girls just dwell in their beauty. And their beauty is not on the outside. Honestly, it's from within. And that's where we tie Girl Scouts we are always, you know, have a partner. Are you sharing with your partner? You know, are you, so those, those are some of the, how we tie in the values of Girl Scouts and really make it as part of the culture because it is being, you know, kind to your sister, because that's what we considered our troops, you know, in our various areas. Mm -hmm. Are we bullying? Are we picking? Are we, you know, those are the things, even if we did have a topic specifically on Africa, American, we still tie in definitely the Girl Scout promise and our, you know, how are we treating each other and what do Girl Scouts do? How do we help each other? How do we help? How are we respectful? How do we embellish, you know, and embody that in school? How do you embody that at home? How do you do that in church? So it, it starts, you know, maybe after school or a lunch site, but we made sure that you remember what you've been taught in Girl Scouts. So when you go to church, you're sitting down, you're listening, you're, you know, being respectful when you go to the store, you know, so that, that has been our purpose behind really digging in and making programming our own, but definitely, you know, definitely stressing the importance of what Girl Scout teaches. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. Um, and one thing about Girl Scouts that maybe sometimes we all forget is by joining Girl Scouts, you know, as they're developing as young people, you, you know, those values and belief systems are being hardwired, you know, into their behaviors and their, um, how they present themselves to their larger community. So it's, it's, that's really, really a guiding force. I think that I know myself, I sometimes forget that how complimentary it is to parenting, you know, a community, it does take a community to raise a child and everyone coming together and helping to do that is is really an extraordinary thing. So uh, congratulations on all your efforts and um, and the strides you've made in this program. It sounds fantastic. So this is a mini pod. We're kind of winded up here, but I'd love to talk more and hear more about your program. Maybe we'll put something together later on in the on the year that talks more about all of our kind mm -hmm. of cult cultural and ethnic programs that we have developed that further. But um, moving along, so I had asked you. If you could name one person in that, and preferably a woman, just because we're the Girl Scouts, that that's your favorite Black woman from history and why? Hmm, there's so many. Yeah. Um, 
There's so many, but um, I would say one of one of my favorite Black women from history would be my grandmother. She was raised in a really small town in Tennessee where she withheld in, in a farm from a sharecropper that she actually, you know, we as children understood what it was like for her to pick cotton um, mm. to through those times. And um, she had 13 children. Um, she picked cotton. There was not one epidural. There was not one nurse. And so my grandmother is most certainly one of the most admirable women in Black history I could have ever met. So proud and loved her so much. So it would definitely oh, be What a wonderful tribute. What's her name? Her name is Flossie Anna. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Is she still with us? She is not with us any longer. Oh, oh. well, what, what, what cherished memories you must have. Mm-hmm. Emma, how about you? So I, I will echo that it's I, hard to to just pick one person, but um, with one one person who has been on my mind of of late, as I am a, a sports fan and thinking of turning to the baseball season, I uh, is a woman named Effa Manley, who was uh, actually is in the Baseball Hall of Fame and was a co-owner of. Um, the Kansas City, or excuse me, of the Newark Eagles of uh, one of the Negro Leagues baseball teams. And she has really just a, a, a kind of neat and unique story um, as being someone, both a, a woman in very much a man's world in the um, middle of the 20th century, owning a baseball team and running a baseball team, um, but also as a, a Black woman working within the in the Negro Leagues and being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So she has a very cool story. Uh, if anyone's not familiar with her, I know there are some fantastic books, including some, I think, uh, geared for younger readers out there about her as well. That's great. That, those are really good ones. So yeah, you know, uh, I'm afraid mine are, are I, I try to dig for one uh, women that I haven't heard of or didn't learn about through school. Um, so for myself, one of the ones that I uh, recently found out about was Ida B. Wells uh, Barnett, who was a journalist and an activist and a researcher and one of the first Black Journalist, women, women journalists, you know, we kind of forget that part of our story sometimes, but it's such an important part. It's the challenges are beyond their ethnicity, right? It's they're also women trying to face these challenges. So they kind of have those two move through life with and work through their challenges. And that's what really what makes them so remarkable. So, well, thank you both so much for your time today on our mini podcast for Black History Month. Thank you so much for your time. And is there anything else that you wanted to shout out about, any special events or anything that you wanted to promote while while we're still on the, have the air? No, we're just, if there's any, um, you know, areas, schools, community centers that would like to get information or have a meeting, please feel free to reach out. Wonderful. Great. Okay, thank you both so much for your time today. It was really fun.